Hello everyone, and how are you doing? I've been on hiatus a little bit. I know I mentioned this in my last episode, but I have had the upper respiratory infection that will never die. I swear for the past month, I have been sick on and off. And honestly, so is my husband and my daughter and we never get sick. So hasn't been super fun around here dealing with all of that. And honestly, I haven't really been able to speak without a rasp, which honestly, it does give me a little bit more character. So maybe it's a good thing. (laughs) But anyway, I am back today to talk about a topic that I am personally very passionate about. Being a walking checklist and really cognitive labor, what it is and how it's personified. So for me, if mental load was equated to weight, I'd be benching a thousand, I'd be doing 15 reps, four sets, and maybe I would be breaking a sweat, but maybe not because it's something that I am so used to. And I think a lot of other women, specifically mothers, can relate to this from a familial administration and a household management perspective because 24-7 my brain is buzzing. And between being a mother, a wife, you know, managing my household, my dog, being a sister, daughter, friend, working on top of that, things just seem endless. And not endless to the extent that I feel sorely overwhelmed and stressed and anxious constantly, but just to the point where I'm always thinking, I'm always on, I'm always anticipating my next move, I'm always planning executing. It's just something that has been completely ingrained into my lifestyle. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm a very type A personality. I'm a perfectionist. I love checking things off a list. So for me, and I've been this way since I was a kid, it's just who I am to my core. So being in charge of these responsibilities and having them quote unquote, fall on my shoulders is not necessarily the worst thing in the world for me because this is where I feel I excel in life. I'm very good at at managing tasks for not only myself, but my family, for anyone and getting shit done. So the mental load is kind of like a drop in the bucket for me. But anyway, I mean, the other day, for instance, I I have a constant list on my fridge And it lists groceries that we're out of or things that we need or something that pops into my head, a recipe that I want to make or something for my daughter that I want to make for her, something that my husband requests. And I keep this list running. So the other day, before I placed my Instacart order, which as a mother, if you're not taking advantage of Instacart, you should try. I used to find grocery shopping so cathartic. Like I would go... After I went to Sunday mass every week and I'd go food shopping, but this was before I had my daughter and I found it very peaceful. I liked walking through every aisle. It was kind of like me time, as weird as that sounds. But now, I mean, life is just too chaotic and too crazy for me to just, you know, leisurely spending an hour walking up and down the baking aisle. So it's easier for me to pay the 1094 to have someone drop all my groceries on the porch. Anyway, forget my preamble, but... I put, I do my entire shopping order and then I'm like, oh my God, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm realizing that we're low on toilet paper. And it's things like that, that 
oh, they just kill me because I'm like, oh, they irk me so much because here I was, I was anticipating a few days ahead when we were going to run out of the meat and the freezer and the fresh, you know, the perishable items, the fruits and vegetables, so I could place my order on time. And then I'm like, damn, you know, one of the things that we really needed from like a toiletry perspective, I forgot. And here I am waking up God knows when in the middle of the night thinking about it. And like I said, it's because brains are always buzzing. Now, I would say I live in a very progressive household. My husband and I both work full time. Granted, I am a current job seeker, as most of you know. But, you know, we split chores, we split cooking, caring for our daughter evenly. And that was a conversation that we had, you know, while we were dating, what was going to happen, how responsibilities would be assumed later on down the line. Great conversation to have and necessary conversation to have if you're in the dating phase, by the way. You know, and we have certain chores that we that we kind of own that are ours. So, like, for me, it's really laundry for everyone. I, I do the laundry. I fold the laundry, put it away. He takes care of the pool all summer long, which is very laborious, and I just enjoy it. And he is on doggy pickup duty, which is very not fun, and I don't envy him on that. But even so, the cognitive labor or the thinking work lives in my world primarily, I love my husband dearly, but he's somebody that doesn't, I'm thinking two months ahead where he may think two weeks ahead. And I do think that I do know many men that, that are like this. It's not a knock against men whatsoever. I, I know personally, I'm extremely anal. So of course I'm thinking 10 steps ahead and constantly, <laughs> but, um, some people just don't think that way. Right. But like, sometimes we have to, because there's just so much going on in life and we have extended families to balance and friends and, you know, you know how it goes. I don't need to explain it to you, but anyway, there's so many different sources that cite that so many mothers are feeling this way. And sometimes, you know, I, I talk to my friends, a hand, you know, handful of different people, acquaintances, people, you know, at work, and say, you know, I feel like I'm a walking checklist. I feel like that's all I do. I compartmentalize my work and my personal life. You know, obviously there is bleed over and everything like that. But, and then I'm just constantly, constantly tired. I'm mentally tired. And it's not like I'm physically tired. I'm not doing physical tasks. I'm just tired. And the American Sociological Review describes it as, and I, I really liked how they described it so eloquently, it, cognitive labor is really the responsibility of anticipating needs, identifying options for filling them, making decisions, and monitoring progress. And so this anticipate, identify, decide, and monitor method is how they kind of classify this entire concept of the mental load. And I did read an article in the Times that really spoke to it a little more in depth. And they used a really great example about kids in summer camp. Now, me personally, I have a 16 month old, so I am not in that phase of life right now, but I translated it to an analogy that fit my life and something that impacted me recently, which was planning my daughter's first birthday party. Now, when your husband has a very large Italian family and you have a very large German family and you have your close friends from when you were children and teenagers and now they all have kids. Obviously, I mean, her birthday party was like literally planning our wedding. It was insane. Anyway, anticipate. Over the summer of last year, I realized that her birthday was fast approaching. It was in November and I needed to start thinking about options for her party. Identify. 
I looked into venues, activities, a theme, catering that would suit our needs and the amount of people we were inviting. Decide. I chose the venue and all associated accoutrements. So this was vendors that I had spoken with, things that we, everything that we had to bring into the place, balloons, you know, you name it, outfits for us. I got matching t-shirts. I was crazy. It was a milk and cookies theme. It was perfection, honestly, if I do say so myself. And then lastly, monitor. So I had to make sure all contracts were returned, checks were cut, vendors were communicated with, and all of the RSVPs were accounted for. Um, you know, my mother-in-law also did special favors, um, with her friend for all of the kids that came little personalized cups. So like, I'm telling you the nth degree, this party was planned. Um, I enjoy doing this so much. I think it's a lot of it is the marketer in me that I love planning and executing events. I love a good theme. I love being on brand. Oh my God. There's nothing that brings me greater pleasure personally and professionally, but the, the details of this event were living rent-free in my head from about July to November of 2022. And on top of that, I was my sister's matron of honor, and I was planning her bridal shower and her bachelorette party. So my brain, I mean, it was going like 25-7, and th- that's not even an option. So my point is... Like as mothers, like talking about this birthday party, right? When I was able to shut off from my work day, which was extremely busy, my role at the time, I, you know, you think about doctor's appointments, social activities, educational development for my daughter, new, her nutritional needs, her social needs, you know, everything like that. Common household questions that you ask yourself every day, like, did I bring the garbage out? Did I empty her garbage? Did, you know, I call so-and-so for this appointment, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it adds up. You get the gist. And this doesn't even include taking care of ourselves as mothers, as women, as individuals. Now, I mean, totally unshockingly, you know, carrying the mental load, it's a global issue with women everywhere. So I read a great article in the Sydney Morning Herald that Australian mothers are feeling just as worn out from acting as walking checklists. And they actually conducted a survey of around 3,000 females, so not a huge sample size, um, about a year and a half ago. And if you take a look at my article on LinkedIn, you can kind of see how the statisticians put this together. But basically it says in a nutshell, you know, who plans and coordinates the child's activities? It's either always female, usually female, and like equal was, uh, I mean, 15%, it looks like on the graph. So... The Australian Institute of Family Studies who conducted this survey are basically showing, I mean, exactly how I'm feeling, how American women are feeling. Like, mamas everywhere are tired of thinking because we just think all the time. So however you classify this, it's mental load, it's cognitive labor, worry work, it's an invisible, enduring, and unbounded issue that is never seen. It is like an invisible layer of clothing or a headband that we're wearing every day, all the time. And of course, you love your children, your child, your children, your spouse, your family. So it makes family administration easier, right? Because you want your family to be happy. You want you know your life to be seamless. You want things to go smoothly. You want to keep the engine running, right? And for me, like, I like that sense of responsibility because like, I know I keep the engine running at home, but 
honestly, it's a layer of life. It's always going to take careful thought, planning, and execution. And it's something that's never going to go away. <laughs> like for me, I'm realizing I have one child right now who is 16 months. My husband and I want more children. These kids are going to be, you know, teenagers someday. I'm going to be driving them to God knows what activities they're going to participate in. Like this, this role of thinking work is only going to be for no pun intended, much more thought out as my child and future children age. And that's just the nature of the beast. And I think back to what my mother did and I, I, I don't know how the woman did it. And I give her so much credit, the credit that I should have given her when I was a teenager. But the moral of the story is like, sometimes don't you wish you could just export your brain to someone else and they could do all of the thinking for you. And maybe you could just execute for a change instead of thought and execution. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but all right, I gotta go. I'm tired of thinking. I'm tired of talking. I'm all worn out, but I'll talk to you guys later.